What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. We are doing a solo episode, which I told you guys I was going to do more of. So I'm sticking to it, even if they're a little bit more informal, just kind of shooting the shit. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about what I'm doing with this training for a half marathon. Uh, we'll talk about what I'm doing, why I chose a half marathon, what does my training look like, changes to nutrition. Um, we'll just take it as it comes. I'm a little, little sick, a little under the weather, so if I'm sniffling or I blow my nose, we might leave those in there, so I apologies in advance. Also, what's good with the Threads app today, that's kind of on my mind also with this new app that came out, basically is just Instagram's Twitter, it's the same thing. Um, and in theory, actually, I, I don't hate the app, frankly. I think that, that I actually operate more on a word-based content, like I like having it being more of a kind of written medium, um, but the stress of having an additional app is like kind of getting to me in the last like 48 hours, just like feeling overwhelmed. Um, but at the same, in the same breath, social media has been very good to me as much as I think it has pros and cons. It's been very good to me. And so I owe it to my own growth of my business. Let's say I owe it to, um, just giving it a shot and dabbling. And so that's what I'll do. And so you can catch me on threads, uh, as well as normal Instagram content. I'm not going to slow down on that either normal podcast content, all of that good stuff. So what am I doing with this like half marathon thing? Um, little bit of a backstory just in the last year or so, kind of taking a deep dive into endurance exercise, just acknowledging, not because I want, not because I'm not into resistance training anymore, I sure as shit am, um, but just acknowledging that some level of direct cardiovascular work is pro- probably, like if you, had to, if you had to ask me what my goals are right now, it's I wanna be as healthy as possible, live for as long as possible, you know, be able to live a physically autonomous life and do, you know, do the things I want to do on my own terms, injury free, all of that stuff for as long as possible. And, and I mean, it's just not even a complicated, it's not even a contestable statement in order to do that. Some direct amount of cardiovascular work is, is necessary. If your goal is to be as healthy as possible and, um, you know, whatever, again, all that stuff, be physically autonomous, do all those things that you want to do on your own terms for as long as possible. Yeah. Direct cardio work is probably part of your weekly plan. Let's say, um, that's not to say how much of it, how you split it up with the resistance training. It's just saying that some amount of direct cardio is in there. And for a long time, I hadn't been doing that. I was lifting, uh, I was walking and, and taking care of my nutrition and stress and sleep. And, and I'm very healthy. Just like, it wasn't like I had a health scare or something like that. It's just kind of like a a moment of that. It is a fact that I should have been, you know, if, my, if that is in fact my goal, then doing some form of direct cardio. And so, um, that brought me to the question of like, well, if I'm going to be doing some direct cardio, now I have to acknowledge that I'm doing multiple things, right? I'm lifting for hypertrophy, uh, and I'm doing cardiovascular work. And so the discussion of how to best do those two things together in a way that both matches what I would enjoy doing and I can be consistent, but also with the results based kind of what I want to get out of my week or my exercise and my training, um, comes into play. It's like, how do we mix this up? What sort of cardio do I do? How much do I need to do? How does that impact my training? How does that impact my nutrition? And I'm the kind of person, just personality-wise, I know that I'm going to go all in on learning about something. The same way I've gone all in on learning about nutrition, gone all in on learning about psychology, all in on learning about, again, doesn't mean I'm fucking know it all at those things. I'm just saying, doing a deep dive courses, you know, uh, 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 practicals, going in and working with people, getting a, hiring a mentor, hiring a coach, all this stuff. I'm the kind of person who takes it, not takes it to the extreme, but I want to learn far beyond what I think is actually going to be practical. And then I'll come back and I'll, I'll decide what, what I believe is practical for the people that I'm going to work with. And so that's happened with, you know, biomechanics and anatomy. That's happened with hypertrophy. It's happened with nutrition. It's happened with psychology. Uh, and now it's going to happen with endurance training. And so I want to take that to the nth degree and really get a really, 
whatever. As, I don't. I, I'm not. I don't want to like uh, pretend like. Um, like like becoming a subject matter expert is easy and you could just fucking study it for a year and all of a sudden you know everything you're talking about. But I'd like to you know be able to speak with more confidence about this stuff. And I'd like to be able to design the kind of program that I want to do, which is the healthiest fuck program, for example, whatever. Um, all of that is not saying that if you just lift and walk and eat and manage your stress and you know don't have too much body fat, don't smoke, don't drink too much, all that stuff that you can't be super healthy. You sure as shit can. Absolutely. Um, so that led me to, you know, a couple of things. One, realizing I needed to get some actual baseline, like academic, more academic knowledge. So reading some books, taking some actual courses. Um, but for me, I'd also like to hire a mentor. And I, I use that word in particular because yes, it's technically a coach, but I view it more as a mentor. I view for me personally, the kind of dynamic that I want with my coach is I'm hiring somebody that I admire because of what they know, how they speak, how they apply that knowledge. And I want to get to a point where I'm on their level, let's say, where I can articulate things the way they do. They do. Well, I have that, where I have that level of understanding. Um, and I'm hiring these people, this coach. I've had coaches for forever. Um, I'm hiring that person because I want direct access to them. I want to be able to ask them questions. If something pops into my head, I want to be able to communicate with them. I want thorough answers from them because I respect how smart they are. And there are a lot of people that fall... Yes, of course, I want programming too, but the point is I want an intimate relationship with you such that while I'm doing my own education, listening to podcasts, reading books or whatever, I want to have somebody to bounce those ideas off of as I go. Uh, and to me, that's the biggest benefit for me personally as uh, having a coach is like, I really want that person so that I can, I have that person in my corner that I can ask a question to and I can get a thorough response. Um, and so there are a lot of people I respect in the, let's say, hybrid or concurrent training space, people who are doing resistance training and cardio. Um, there are a lot of people, Alyssa Olenek, love her, she's been on the podcast, brilliant, super smart, ton of respect. Um, Alec Blennis, awesome. Alex Viata, awesome. Uh, and definitely some other people for sure. So I'm, I'm working with Alex Viata. If you don't follow him, give him a follow. Um, really, really smart in the, you know, an absolute monster, by the way, like, just physically a monster from a hybrid perspective, you know, amazing cardio endurance exercise athlete, but also ridiculously strong uh, power lifter, mega jacked, whatever. So certainly also walking the walk, not necessarily the most important thing, but also kind of relevant uh, that you do this, you know? Um, and so Alex and I have been working together in sort of what began as a mentorship role. He actually kind of offers this sometimes periodically, um, like a one-on-one -on -one mentorship where we really dive into the actual learning component of it. So we did that for about six months or so. We're really, we're diving into some of the, you know, the physiology, the biology, um, the things that are going on in the background, um, just, just mechanisms and not as much of the practical application side is what I'm saying. And so more of like the, hey, we need to have an understanding of AMPK and PGC1 alpha and like all of these things that are happening. Um, kind of breaking down what where endurance training came from, how it's evolved, a lot more of like a, a class, let's say, um, which I've loved, by the way. It was amazing. Really love that. It has, has shaped a little bit of what I want to do with my mentorship with Butter Your Macros coming up. Um, but now we've moved on a little bit to the practical application stuff. So we're doing a little bit of both still continuing to learn from a curriculum perspective, curriculum perspective, but also doing my own programming. Um, and we were kind of thinking about uh, what sort of, at some point, I was just realizing that like, hey, like it's, I, I feel like I can articulate some things well now, like I have a decent understanding of some things from a foundational perspective, but I was just, it was just, I, I knew that at some point I have to train for an event. Like I can't just be able to say it, I need to have lived it. There's nuances that come from that. There's a ton of learning that comes from doing it. 
you know, I, and I'll start by saying I hate running. And I could have picked biking, I could have picked running, could have been swimming, could have been rowing, could have been any endurance exercise. I just think that running to me feels like something a lot of other people do. And if I want to really have an impact and help people do something in a very smart way, then then I'll probably pick running because that is just something incredibly common. I want to have real boots on the ground firsthand experience with. Um, and so we decided I need to train for an event. And so our thoughts were, you know, you can do a, uh, you can train for the mile. I mean, you can train for any distance, right? You can be a sprinter. You can be a 100 meter, 200 meter, 400 meter, 800 meter, 1500 meter, um, you know, 3000, 3K, a 5K, a 10K. Um, and I chose a half marathon. Now I'll be a blunt with you guys. I've never ran more than two miles straight in my life. I play other than occasionally um, for competitive soccer during preseason and, and, and conditioning phases there. Never like under my own volition, voluntarily, that's redundant, uh, run more than two miles. Um, and I have asthma and I've always sucked cardiovascularly. Like I've just been atrocious. Um, every time I play soccer with friends, every time I'm, we're doing endurance exercise, I'm really bad at it. Like just, I also know genetically I have a, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't have, some people just go out and they run and they feel fine. You know, I've been on sports teams with people who I know don't practice this or don't work on it, don't train it. And they just show up and they can run amazingly well. Uh, and I've just never been that person. So I do kind of feel like, um, a little nervous about this just cause I'm, I know I'm terrible at it. And I think that people have. You know, some people just like get off the couch. I know that that's, I don't want to, I'm not like trying to set myself up with these like crazy expectations that probably are not real. Um, but I just want to keep it all in context. Very N of one, very focused on myself, not comparing myself to others. I know there are people that can run well. Um, that's not, I don't want to make that what it's about for me. I just want to focus on doing it myself, doing the best that I can. And I'm certainly going at this with more of a complete, not compete sort of mentality. Like I, my goal for this half marathon is just to finish, um, just to actually finish it, let's say without stopping. Uh, that would be, I mean, if you, you sign me up right now, I don't care how slow I go. If you tell me I'm finishing this thing without stopping, I would, I would sign up for it in a heartbeat. Uh, and so December 17th, I'm running the Pocahontas half marathon in Virginia, um, picked for several nebulous reasons we don't need to go into now, but half marathon was my distance. A lot of people are like, oh, why half marathon? Why not a 5K? Why not a 3K? Like you're just you're just starting out. Why not do something that's a little bit more feasible? And, and that's a totally valid thought. I thought about that too. I was like, well, maybe I should train for a 5K, right? Like I've never run more than two miles. Why why jump all the way to 13.1 miles, you know? Um, and, and the truth is, the more I learn, again, not, to, not that we need to go into this so much right now, but the actual training for a 3K, 5K, 10K, it's incredibly similar, right? A 10K is like 6.6 miles and 6.6 miles, let's say you're running at like a 10 minute mile pace, that's 66 minutes. Um, So it's like an hour, it's like an hour event. 5K, potentially half of that, you know, and it goes down from there. 3K, half of that, um, less than, uh, a little bit more than half. But, and so when you, when you do a 10K, the furthest that you're running is your event, which is one hour. And so when it comes to the training, the 10K, the 5K, and the 3K, the training for those is actually incredibly similar. Actually, the training for 3K, 5K, 10K, half marathon is incredibly similar, um, which is something I've learned is that it's not that different, right? Which is which is something we'll go into another time. But um, I wanted, there is a distinction in terms of distance. At some point, starting with, I would say, with my semi-educated opinion, beginning with the half marathon, there begins to be, which the half marathons could be a two hour plus event, right? Um, 
could be much more. Um, you begin to be doing, now you're doing an event that is so long that as part of your training, actually doing long runs. I mean, there's the infamous long run that, you know, once a week you should go out for a long run. It's like you you sh probably shouldn't or don't need to do that if you're running a 3K, 5K, 10K. But if you're running a half, then there might be some benefit to actually exposing yourself to really long runs. And I found that that distinction really kind of, I don't know, made me feel like, oh, I wanna do that. I wanna experience that distinction. I wanna experience having a long run as part of my training. Um, and yeah, and that's pretty much it, to be honest with you. Uh, a 10K, 5K, 3K, all cool, totally fine. Not shitting on that, to be honest with you. That would be a smarter move in, insofar as it's closer to where I currently am. Uh, but the idea of, hey, starting with the half marathon, we start to have this rationale that maybe doing a long run or having a long run as part of your training once a week in a microcycle, whatever, that that is up for debate. There's a lot of ways to skin the cat. Um, intrigued me a bit and, and made me really feel like that's what I wanted to do. I was like, you know what? Let's go all in. Um, and to be honest with you, um, I wanted to be, I wanted to, to pick something that felt so unbelievably out of the norm for me. Like if you put a gun to my head and tell me I need to go run a 5k right now, I, I know that I will finish. Uh, I won't run fast, but I know that I will finish. If you go tell me to run a 10k, I know that I will finish. I'll probably run mega slow. But I, I know that I would finish gun to head. Even I know 6.6 miles is a lot longer than I've ever run before, but I have a feeling that I would be able to finish. It wouldn't be fun and I wouldn't go fast and it would be hard and it would take a lot of mental toughness for sure. But when you tell me that about a half marathon, 13.1 miles, it feels so foreign to me. It feels so, so far what off of what I think I'm capable of. And that also intrigued me of like, can I actually get good at this. I suck at endurance. I'm awful. I, I I need to substitute when we play soccer every five minutes. I know a half marathon and playing soccer, not the exact same adaptations, but I liked that it it felt like ambitious. I liked that it felt super uncomfortable and super novel and super scary, to be honest, like that I just don't know if I will finish this. Um, and so those are the reasons I picked a half marathon, mostly because of that distinction of doing a long run. I wanted to experience that as part of my training. And also because the half marathon is like, I mean, if you, it's something that I know I'll be incredibly, incredibly proud of if I finish at all. And, and I kind of wanted that a little bit. I know that, you know, the some people will resonate with what I'm about to say, and I'll kind of play both sides here because I think it can go both ways, is that that level of external pressure, me signing up for the half, and it being a half, right, just signing up for something in general, but also it being a half marathon, which is quite ambitious given, you know, what I just said about fucking sucking at running, um, that external pressure I felt was gonna be a good thing. And it so far has been a good thing. It's not something that's giving me anxiety. It's something that's exciting me. And I talk a lot about this sometimes. Like when you're setting goals with your fitness, I wanna do a pull-up. I wanna do a push-up. I wanna, you know, lose this much weight. I wanna run this fast. I wanna do this long of a plank, whatever. Pick stuff that makes it fun, that, that fires you up. Not stuff that looms over you and makes you feel anxious and stressed and scared all the time. And so for me, this... This felt like the right, I mean, a marathon, I might be, a marathon feels like Mars to me. It feels like just something that's just, I don't know how people even can do that. Um, the half marathon felt like the sweet spot of like totally out of my wheelhouse, ambitious, and just enough external pressure that that was really gonna excite me. It excite me because of how bad I am and the excitement to get better. Now, 
what does my training currently look like? And so we've just kind of begun my general microcycle, putting together micro, microcycle just means a week of training, let's say. Um, we've just finished putting that together as I'm just easing into the training here. Now, I'll tell you what I'm doing and then I'll tell you why I'm doing it. I'm currently doing all of this marathon training while training four times a week for hypertrophy. Now I'm training with very low volume, uh, hard, high intensity, close to failure, um, with the goal of maintaining muscle throughout this process. I'm not actually trying to make gains. Maybe I make some gains, but I'm really trying to open up as much a, a recovery capacity for the cardio so that I can adapt better to that. I mean, we can only recover from and adapt to so much stuff. And so I don't wanna stop lifting, right? The whole point of doing this is I wanna figure out how doing both, right? How to do both in the in the most logical manner, even if that means I won't do as well at the half marathon. I know that. If I was just training for that, I'd do better. I get it. Um, four times a week, usually like 30 to 40 minute sessions, two to four exercises, hard training, exercises I like, not spending too much time on it, um, Upper, lower, split, not anything crazy. Couple of sets, couple of exercises, train hard with the goal of maintaining muscle. If I gain a little bit, fine, but honestly, I'm not worried about that at all. I'm more worried about surviving this half marathon. And then we are also doing, at the moment, between four and five cardio sessions. And that sounds like a lot. It's like eight or nine total sessions a week, but it's not all mega high intensity. It's not all sprints. Honestly, it's far from failure right now. We're not like working incredibly hard right now. I'm splitting between two modalities. I'm doing kind of runs and I'm doing my Airdyne or my Echo Bike. Now, right now, I suck at running. Like the actual skill, like my technique sucks, my gait sucks, I'm not efficient. I've never actually run. I've never actually practiced running. It's like squatting for the first time. I've never, you know, maybe you've never squatted for eight weeks in a row. You've never actually tried to get stronger at it. Yeah, that's me with running. And so what I need to do first is I need to get better at running. I need to get better at the skill of running. I need to get more efficient at it, right? And so I don't want to kill myself when I'm running because if I were to go really deep into fatigue while I run, my form would get really, 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 really sloppy and I would be, you know, I don't want to get too, you know, uh, hyperbolic about this, but I don't want to run with bad form if my goal is to get better at my running form. It's like newbies training to failure. I don't really want my new first time in the gym trainee squatting with a barbell all the way to failure. They don't have the technique to do that. Their technique's gonna break down like crazy. And I want them at this time to be forming really good neural patterns. I want them to be, for for lack of a more scientific way of saying it, I want them to be teaching their body how to do this with really good technique. And in order to do that, you wanna be doing it with really good technique. And when you get really, really close to failure at something new, your technique sucks. And so I'm not gonna get very close to failure with my runs. And so we're doing very short intervals, like one minute at like a six and a half mile pace, you know, interspersed with like a minute rest potentially, something like that, where I'm practicing running, just practicing. It's not, it's like an RPE five, something like that, maybe even lower. The point is to just expose me to really high quality reps of running. And then eventually you start to incorporate it more. Now, don't you say, okay, wouldn't you say also, Jordan, don't you need aerobic adaptations? Don't you actually need cardiovascular adaptations? You need to actually get more fit. Totally true. But running for me right now is not a good tool for that. I'm not good at running. And so I don't want to be exposing myself to high levels of fatigue while I'm running. Additionally, I'm very prone to shin splints. Every time I say this, if somebody reaches out with like a tip on how to hack shin splints, that's fine. Just know I'm working with a coach very highly qualified, we're working on it. 
And one of the best ways for me to do that is gradually increasing the volume of my running so that I can start to kind of adapt to that impact, get stronger and not get shin splints. And so what we're doing right now is four sessions on the Airdyne and one or two sessions of those quality runs. And so the Airdyne would be broken down to four sessions per week. As of right now, things change. Two times zone two, so 45 minutes at at a wattage and a heart rate that I, we've deemed roughly zone two. It's not super crazy. Our goal is to make these easy rides, just easy kind of base foundation, not too hard. Then we have one interval day that's a little bit harder, right? So something like, um, you know, one to three minute intervals, you know, and four or five rounds of that potentially, something like that. And then we have an additional day where I'm sprinting. Now that sprint workout on the Airdyne is mostly to build neurological efficiency on the Airdyne. Um, High intensity work can help with um, accelerating your rate of learning of a new modality. Um, And you might hear that and be like, well, why aren't you doing that on the treadmill? You just said you suck at the treadmill. The difference is that with the Airdyne, um, it's not my, like I'm not so worried about the technique improving so much as I am getting used to it. Um, and there's no impact related with the Airdyne. So I'm not worried about going too intense on the Airdyne and then getting shin splints and then having this fail. And so we're just being a bit more conservative with the runs because right now, while I need I need to be a better runner and I need aerobic, you know, aerobic cardiovascular adaptations. I need both of those. I need better running economy and I need aerobic and cardiovascular adaptations. So right now we're just treating the run as skill development because I don't want to get shin splints, right? And we are using the Airdyne to get those aerobic adaptations. Now, obviously, I'm going to have to incorporate a little bit more running over time, but I'd rather show up to this uh, half marathon a little bit under-trained than injured. And I know that there's obviously a goal of being neither of those things, but I'd rather be a hair conservative and run, you know, without any pain than, you know, six, eight, 12 weeks from now, be like, wow, I'm really fit, but, you know, I got to slow down because I have shin splints. So that's how we're attacking things right now. Four days of Airdyne. Two of those days are zone two, slow rides. One of them is kind of a moderate tempo, um, threshold, any of these words, which I'm laughing just because I've been learning about how nondescript those can be, but more of like a tempo threshold interval. And then we have one day where we're really working high intensity sprints, and that will probably be somewhat short-lived um, just because they're a little bit less specific to a long distance run, let's say. Um, and so that actually makes a ton of sense to me, which is really nice because I do think that when I run like two or three times a week, I get shin splints after two weeks and people are gonna be like, oh, you should be doing this differently, whatever. Um, but the Airdyne, I feel amazing. And because it's split between your legs and your arms, I don't really get as much local fatigue. So it's not like my quads are dead afterwards, like if I was just doing a bike. It's not like my arms are dead as if I'm just using the arms. I get to use a little bit of both, with, which really helps neither of those become a limiting factor, which allows me to really get good aerobic adaptations without failing locally, let's say. Um, so, uh, changes to my nutrition. Um, to be honest with you, this is the most training I've ever done in my entire life. This is the most time I've spent training in my entire life. Um, you know, I, we have nine sessions a week or something like that, which means multiple two-a-days. Again, they're not really hard or really long sessions, but still, it's a, it's more time than I've ever spent training. And it is technically more activity and calories burned than I've ever had, period. And so I have not been tracking. And as of right now, I'm not gonna start tracking. But I'm keeping in the back of my mind, if I catch myself feeling a little fatigued or losing weight, 
Uh, I will go back to tracking because I think that I don't want to under eat. I don't want to under fuel during a time where I'm really not focused on fat loss. I, I'm focused on performance and I want to fuel for that. So I'm not really changing anything to my nutrition, but I am definitely cognizant that this is the most that I've trained, which means it's the most stress on my body and the most calories I've burned in a long time. So I want to make sure that I'm fueling for that. I'm going to try doing it in a more air quote intuitive sense where I'm not tracking, but I know that if I start to like intuitively under eat, if I'm just, if I'm just based on the way I eat and the way I build meals and maybe the cardio is not making me that much hungrier, if I'm losing weight or I'm feeling fatigued, I'm going to step in, I'm going to track, I'm going to aim at a number, I'm going to take a little bit by the reins there. Um, and so that's what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. Uh, working with Alex Viata, really, really smart dude. Very, very happy to be working with him. Really enjoying that process. Um, half marathon, mostly because it's really scary. I suck at it and I, I get to kind of challenge myself with that long run as part of my training. Um, we're doing a lot of work right now, a lot of sessions, running for skill, airdyne for uh, adaptations, let's say aerobic adaptations and uh, just making sure I'm fueling enough. And so if you have any questions, shoot me a DM. I'll, I'll update probably in every couple of months with how things are going. We've been doing a lot of testing um, just to kind of get a feel for where I'm at. Like, you know, how what's a mile time that I'm capable of and, and what's that RPE like? Doing certain kind of standard workouts and then helping my coach know where I'm at. And so he says, okay, let's do this workout. And you telling me how that went will tell me a lot about where you're at. And so having that client-coach relationship where, I'm giving him a lot of feedback so he knows where I'm at so he can better program for me. Mega, mega important. Um, I'll probably hop on here again and do a little bit of a breakdown of just just some of the things I've been loving about this. I, I hate doing cardio, let's be real. Absolutely loathe it. But I've really enjoyed um, just learning more and, and, and figuring out, you know, I'm a minimalist at heart. I, I, I wanna do as little as possible. And so the actual pursuit of where that is, the like, where is the best stimulus to fatigue ratio? How can I manage fatigue in a way that I can perform really well? Um, how do I not run myself into the ground? All really fun questions that I really enjoy from a resistance training perspective. And they take on a little bit of a new light when we're talking about hybrid training where we're doing more than one thing. But at the end of the day, it's a similar discussion. So it, it, it really has helped bringing my knowledge over from resistance training. But but training for performance, I don't, I'm not gonna go into this right now. Excuse me. Training for performance is a whole different beast. And it has made me fall back in love with hypertrophy training, but it's also made me fall in love with performance training. Just like fall in love with um, how much more serious it is than training for hypertrophy. I mean, training for hypertrophy is an adaptation. You just need to do enough hard sets and you need to eat food and sleep. But there's so much room for different methods. You could train with more volume. You could train with less volume, higher intensity, lower intensity, higher rep range, lower rep range. I mean, you can get hypertrophy in so many different ways. I'm not saying endurance training isn't like that. It is actually. There's a ton of overlap in terms of interval training to zone two training to high intensity, low intensity. There's so much molecular signaling overlap, but it's for a way more specific outcome. It's like, I need to be fast at this distance, period. Where hypertrophy is like, I need to grow more muscle tissue, you know? And and and, and I, I say that in more of like a tongue-in-cheek, simplified way, not because I think that it's less interesting. I actually think that in that in that way, it's actually equally interesting or very interesting in its own way. So more on that another time. Just wanted to hop in here and update you guys on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Shoot me a, a DM. Uh, some of you guys have asked if I'm gonna start a hybrid training group in Train Heroic or anything like that. I'll be honest with you, I would love to do that and I foresee myself doing that in the future, but I'm just not ready for that. I don't know enough. Um, there are other people out there like Alex, like Alyssa, like Alec, 
that I would go find and follow if you're looking for that right now. I'm just not, uh, I don't want to pretend like I have that knowledge just yet, but it is something I would absolutely love to do in the future. And, and I foresee myself doing that, you know, once I feel like I'm, um, I'm, uh, able to do that or, or knowledgeable to do that or deserve to do that, whatever terminology you would use. All right. Have a good one. See you guys next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of where optimal meets practical. If you liked the episode, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media or left a five-star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. If you ever want to get in touch with me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Jordan Lips Fitness. I'm always around to chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.